But other than and that, we're back. Shut up. How Stuff come you, your glasses don't shine like mine? Because I have a That's because a I have a I have a light kit. But my light was on and they still shine. And welcome to another episode of the Dynasty Trades HQ podcast. My name is Michael Sipes. You can find me on Twitter at ffblitz, and I'm here with my oh let's see, I'm here with my partners for tonight, uh, Shane Manila, who we always have here. Oh, hey, hey, what's going on? Sorry. <laughs> okay, look, just because Jeremy's not here tonight and I go to you first, it didn't need to throw you completely off. It did you know? throw me off. It completely <laughs> threw me off. Also, I was scrolling Twitter and then there was some this weird like baby noise and it confused the shit out of me. I didn't know what was going on for me. <laughs> well, one thing for sure, the people who listen to the show will not notice that that pause was maybe like 30 seconds. I'll cut it down to like four seconds. Um, and then... Uh, like I just mentioned, we, we don't have Jeremy tonight because he unfortunately had a family emergency with a busted pipe in a garage. So uh, we have Felix Sharp here, who Felix was going to be our guest tonight to talk about Campus to Canton. But now instead of being a guest, he's one of our hosts tonight. So Felix, thank you for joining us. I've got some big shoes to fill uh, fill tonight. This is like a mama, I made it moment. I mean, I've been listening to you guys for a long time. Quite frankly, that's why you were one of the first uh, uh, people that I reached out to regarding, you know, partnering with us at Campus to Canton. But just honored to be here, honored to be with you. I mean, Shane, this is probably three years ago. I tweeted at you about, you know, what what is it like starting a podcast? And you responded to me and now, you know, here we are all these years later. So just, uh, man, glad to be talking football with you too. Was I an asshole? Was I like, <laughs> no, you were good. I was like, I wasn't like, Hey, don't bother you were me. Good. <laughs> you, know, you know, what's funny, Felix. We, we actually do a lot of times on the show. We kind of pull back the curtain and talk about things that sometimes other people don't talk about. But when you actually approached us to partner with you guys with campus to Canton, um, that was one of the things you told us in the little pitch ceremony, or not ceremony, but the little pitch meeting about uh, having us come in with you guys was how Shane did that. M- maybe tell everybody right now, was that like a starting for you? Was you reached out to Shane and he did that? I think I just always been, I mean, I've been a dynasty player for I don't know how long. And, you know, when you guys show came out, I always followed it. And so it was natural for me to at least tag Shane. Because I mean, Shane is just naturally funny and naturally himself, and uh, so it was. I asked, you know, I, I maybe I don't know if I tweeted at you or if I tweeted the thought and you responded, but um, you know, you've just always been, you know, authentic, and um, I've always respected what it is that you guys do, especially your consistency. The off season is when we need content. You know what I mean? And you guys are sitting here grinding, so it was just it made sense to reach out to you. That's awesome. You know, um, normally what we've been doing, especially since we started partnering up with you guys, is after we talk a couple minutes at the beginning of the show, we go into the news. And when we go into the news, we talk about our sponsor, Campus to Canton. And normally I have Shane do it. But since you're here, maybe let's have you do it tonight instead of Shane. And Shane has been doing an excellent job promoting this website, promoting the form- format. But if you do not know what Campus to Canton is, it is essentially dynasty fantasy football that is extended to the college ranks. So you have a college team that you set every single week, and when those players declare for the NFL draft, they are added to your NFL team. So you get 
two leagues essentially in one, a college side of your campus to Canton League and a NFL side. It's still a new format, and we've created the website to give you all the tools and everything you need to navigate it. It's called campusdecanton.com. Um, so that's a, I mean, that's all the format is. You could think about all the rookies in this year's class, Brees Hall, uh, Traylon Burks, Garrett Wilson. In campus-to-canton leagues, those guys are already rostered and scoring points for people last year. Like, Brees Hall was scoring 28 points a game at running back. Um, Traylon Burks was probably scoring 20 points a game. Carson Strong, who might be a second- or third-round pick, he was scoring 30 points a game at Nevada, games that start at 10 10 p.m. on the East Coast. You know, so if you are considering, if you are on the fence about – um, campus can I really encourage you to try it is the most immersive format if you think that you have any skill in evaluating <laughs> players and a lot of people in the offseason they really think that they do then you need to be trying campus to can because you, it ain't it ain't oh we're gonna start evaluating those players uh in the offseason before the draft you start evaluating them as freshmen, as underclassmen, and you are tracking their progress, and they're rostered, and they're scoring points for you. So it ain't no, uh, it ain't no bullshitting when you are when you are playing in campus to Canley. Ain't no, fa- you can't fake it. You can't fake it. So it's for hardcore players. And if you are listening to this podcast, it's March. Then you're a hardcore player, and you need to be trying C two Cs. You definitely have a sickness if you're listening <laughs> um, in this. I remember, like, obviously, I'm nowhere near. Uh, I, I'm a casual Devi guy, which whatever. But I remember Master Teague and uh, Zeus Zamir White coming out of high school. I remember talking about them as like 17 and a half year old high school kids and how great they were going to be in college. And of course, you know, things happen. But yeah, man, I if you play, I can't imagine not playing some Devi. If you play Dynasty, because to me, it would just, well, I, I know, I know, I don't know how you do it, Mike. But so. Playing C to C, um, C to C to C is just a natural extension of it. It really is, and we talked about it um, a little bit when we kicked off this partnership. Is uh, we're gonna have an HQ league that's a uh, little C to C action, but you know, um, yeah. But like uh, Felix saying, his site is just great, and Felix also hosts a, a podcast. Yes, the uh, Debbie debate, but we have it, and that's on Wednesday nights, nine thirty. But there is an entire campus to can podcast feed. There's a podcast every right. single day now. We, we're up to five to five days a week, and there are multiple podcasts because we have the uh, the daily draft report. So check out the campus to Canton podcast feed. Check out the campus to Canton YouTube page. And Shane, you're better at this than I am because I forgot totally about promoting those two things. So appreciate that. <laughs> well, and so wait, I, for us, I, wait, Shane, for us, oh, don't we have a promo? code we, we do it's hq which this might be the first time i've ever gotten it right on the first shot it's just <laughs> hq just hq yeah okay but the, it's not the, just it's <laughs> hq and I, I can i'm gonna break some news here so we Uh-oh. just redid the website if you haven't been to the new website go to it you know, the, our first website looked like someone's computer science project, but because of the response to that first website, we were able to reinvest in it. So we got something new. And starting April 2nd, starting April 2nd, your listeners are going to get a little a little incentive for using the promo code. So um, that's not that's that's. That's that's all I'll say. So uh, but 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 right now, 
Um, if you sign up for campus2can.com, there are three tiers. If you sign up for the um, the first tier, the walk-on, you are automatically elevated to uh, to the second tier to scholarship. So that's $29.99. Scholarship is normally $49.99. So go ahead and get in right now before April 1st. But even if you don't, get in April 2nd and use that promo code HQ. So, yeah. And look, if, if you're listening to the show and you've already forgotten what the promo code is, that's fine. Just just go sign up for Campus Can. And, and also get your memory checked. That was like three seconds, dude. Like, what's wrong with you? Check out, yeah, definitely check out Campus Can. Definitely. I, I shared one of their articles. I think it was from my handle this week or maybe it was from the shows. I forget. A lot of times you do both. You know, you never know which handle you're using. And it is funny, too, when you told people that, that, they, that they, you mess it up every single time. You know, I edit the show. People don't realize you mess it up every single week. I fix it for you. So, uh. <laughs> so they don't know that you've edited it, uh, that you mess it up. You know, Felix, one thing you did say when you were talking about, it's like the way Shane tried to promote it to me, because I've never been a fan of Devi. I just think because they're just sitting there doing nothing on our on our taxi squad. That's right. But Shane was trying to tell me how, you know, they, hey, they're playing. You get to play stuff. That's right. W- one thing I've always noticed and I've always heard in my life is people always say, oh, in, in college football, the scores are like 80 to 70 or whatever. Like it's way different than in real NFL scores. Um, is that what happens then playing fantasy college football? I mean, are they like outrageous Michael. scores? Michael, Michael, um, in the playoffs, uh, one team got eliminated when Malik Cunningham from right here at the University of Louisville played Duke, and he threw for 300 yards, five touchdowns. That's good, right? 300 yards, five touchdowns. Also ran for 200 and scored two touchdowns. He scored 80 points, 80 points in and of itself. And in all, all campus to camp, uh, like 100% of campus to camp leagues are super flex, but because there are so many teams, they are often triple flex. So you are you can oh start gosh. three quarterbacks. So yes, you see these high, these super high scoring games, and you know especially when you get late in the season and there's interconference play, you got these running backs who run for 200 yards. So if you like high scoring, man, it's really it's really the format for you. And if you've seen. If you've seen the uh, the graphs that people are using, the regression charts that people are now c- kind of commonly posting on Twitter to uh, compare players, that's from campus2can.com. Those are tools that have been de- uh, developed by Jarek Backus. So even if you – I agree with you on Debbie. Like I don't want players <laughs> just sitting on a taxi squad. This is not – that's not what campus to can is. But even if you aren't going to play Debbie and you just want to compare rookies, compare them to – you want to compare Traylon Burks to Antonio Brown. Or uh, I'm sorry, not Antonio Brown. AJ Brown. AJ <laughs> Brown. He's often been compared to him. You can do that at campus2can.com just to help you with your dynasty game. That's great. Yeah, yeah. It doesn't have to be part of the playing the game. It's just to get the research. Well, uh, since you brought him up, and you know uh, how much I like talking about things that I do more than um, other people. No. And don't worry, we'll get to the news. I know everybody's concerned like i'm sure they haven't heard anyone talking about Devonte adams or anything like that or deshaun watching yet but dude we'll, some of this we'll stuff just happened in the last hour or two so maybe they haven't heard it yet we're so, not live but we're go ahead live. well but this will be out soon but go ahead of course it's all about you so go ahead always so yeah we, we have a rookie draft going um <laughs> 103 i took matt corral i, I traded to to a ta- tag of a low Whatever, it doesn't matter. He's not on my team anymore. Tua. I traded Tua straight up for the 103 and then drafted Corral. I don't know how you feel about that. I'll blame Debbie Kane. He told me to do it. 
I think I think Matt Corral has all of the physical tools. He's a little bit undersized. The only thing I worry about with him is Lane Kiffin's offense at Old Miss is very much like RPO. And the RPO game in college is so much different because the offensive lineman can essentially press forward up to three yards. So your safeties and linebackers cannot tell if it is a run or a pass for much longer in the play than in the NFL where there's just a one or it's a one yard. And that sounds like it's like not that big of a difference, but it is a huge difference because you see these offensive linemen all the way downfield. And I can tell I played college football at Grand Valley State University. The safeties are reading um, the keys and it could be the offensive lineman, it could be the tight end. And when you see offensive linemen, you know, shoot out and look like they're run blocking, you're coming up to to play against the run. It, all that to say is, is I think he he can make all the crazy throws. I like that he's a gunslinger, he's aggressive. Um, but I do wonder if he is going to be able to to make the transition to a a more traditional offense that doesn't rely so much on RPL. Do you do you like see what Shane's talking about right now and we've discussed it on the show. Do you like dynasty leagues that do the draft prior to the NFL draft or do you prefer it after the NFL draft? I want as much information as I can get, you know. So I mean, let's do the dynasty draft in August. Oh, <laughs> really, like after training camp. Well, I'm sorry. No, it, it, yeah, give it to me in August, but I do have a few that that start right after the draft is over. And it, quite frankly, it's the same in campus to Canton leagues because you have a uh, a college draft and then an NFL draft, and oftentimes the college draft will be sometime in the summer because we've gotten – there's spring, for those who don't know, there is spring football in college, and so you learn about depth charts and who's being placed where. And so those college drafts are often, you know, after we've – gotten that information oh. See, that's weird i would have thought just as a as a guy that's so heavily in the college football that you, since you you'd want to take advantage of your advantage over people and be like <laughs> i'll draft during the college season god damn it like we will draft right now but no you want to wait you, you still care about the landing spot because landing spot is important stuff. it's it's not but yes yeah. it is well, that and injuries. I mean, you know, I I just want as much information as possible. Now, I I will I do feel comfortable like just drafting any time for a, for a dynasty league, but there you still you know you want to see if they're. It's it's funny because remember Jamar Chase last year, mm-hmm. Jamar Chase dropping passes in in pra- in practice and dropping passes in training camp, and he's just a terrible player. That'd have been like it would have been great. To have the draft right then, you know, so, yeah. so you had to really re- rely on your convictions. But at the same time, I want all that information, whether good or bad. I want people to 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 take all that in, and I want it for myself too. You know, you said something that I that that kind of clicked in my head that I didn't think about when you're making your your college portion of the campus to campus campus to Canton team. You're 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 talking about high school kids then. Right? Is that freshman? Freshman, not high school kids. Freshman. Um, uh, Shane mentioned uh, uh, Master Teague and Zamir White. I just want to note that this freshman running back class that's coming in—that's technically the class of 2025—is there are a whole bunch of kids who, that are 215 pounds and and run over 21 miles an hour, and that's just absolutely ridiculous. <laughs> but yeah, but yes, you are you are technically uh, drafting kids who were in the in the last few months had been in. In, in high school, but are now at elite programs, LSU, mm. Notre Dame, Michigan, what have you. So um, 
not actually, we're not actually drafting the high school kids. Just, yeah, it's, just they, they, yeah, their camp, cap and gowns are off. Like <laughs> they might have graduated high school a little bit early, so they could get to college a little bit early. Uh-huh. But the players that are going at the top of those drafts, at the tri- if you take a, do a, a C to C draft right now, the players that are going at the top are just the guys that you guys are going to be talking about next year at this time. Yeah, you know what I mean. It's Bijan Robinson, Jameer Gibbs, Kayshawn Boutte, um, Jackson Smith, and Jigba. I guarantee you, you will be talking about those four at this time next year. Oh, well, maybe one of those players was in a trade that I made last. <laughs> oh wait, no, 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 I made that up. He wasn't in a trade that I made, but I did draft Jackson, and I'm just calling him by his first name because there's no way I get his last name correct. I can't get. Smith correct half the time. So exactly. I'm not even trying. So Jackson, I actually got in a Debbie Lee, uh, the kitchen sink leaks. You don't know what I'm talking about, Mike, but the kitchen sink leaks. <laughs> I know what they Ryan are. McHale's, you know? No, I've heard you talk about them. Yeah. <laughs> so no, yeah, he got, said got, me, Felix, not you. Felix is here. So I got, uh, I, I got Jackson. I got Jameer Gibbs, uh, Marvin Mims. Uh, oh, damn it. Jameer Gibbs. Jameer Gibbs. Did I say that? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what I meant. Uh, Marvin <laughs> Mims. Plus, I got a couple other players, but I was really happy with Gibbs and uh, Jackson. I thought that was really yeah. good coming out of that. Yeah, yeah. No, those I think both of those guys could be first-round draft picks next year. Jackson Smith and Jigba and, and Gibbs. So It is kind of interesting, though. You know, I, I, I know we, we said we were going to go back to the news, but you said something about people that we're going to be talking about this time next year. One of the things we, we've had, uh, one or two people, well, actually, we were on somebody else's show talking about it, but there's a lot of people that are down on this draft class this year. And how do you feel about this draft class this year? Are, are you excited about anything, or any position, any player, or are you down on it the way a lot of people seem to be? I think the wide receiver class is extremely deep, but I think what makes a strong draft class that I want to, you know, trade picks to get into, or you know, trade to get into, is the the, the quarterbacks because we're all playing super flex and the running backs. And who's the running back to? Is it Kenneth Walker? Is it Isaiah Spiller? Who is it? There is no running back to really. And so, you know, and quite frankly, there are questions about Brees Hall early on. And I know that with these juice tracks, everybody thinks that he's the best athlete in the last uh, 20 years at the running back position. But I still think there are questions about him. So, yes, I am. I am down on. Um, the 2022 class, and I have, I mean, I have been for a couple of years, but because there is not a true QB1, I don't think that there's a true QB1, and there is not, the running back depth is just isn't there. I mean, Kyron Williams before, if you would have done a draft before the combine, Kyron Williams would have been a top five and running back that would have been drafted. And now, oh, now we're throwing him out. Well, you didn't really have that much depth to begin with. Kyron so Williams was my running back three. Like <laughs> I, I had no problem with him as my running back three, and then he weighed in, and I was like, well, that's not good. And then he ran the 40, and I was like, that's even less gooder. There you go. Gooder. So wait, then, then Shane, tell Felix what was your one and two then if he was three, and then let's get always, Felix's reaction. 
it was always Brees um, and Isaiah Spiller. And then I, I figured Kenneth Walker was like four, just because I, I again, I didn't expect him to run as fast as he did. And he, he I, we haven't seen him. I won't say he can't catch. We haven't seen him as a receiving uh, option out of the backfield, which is always troublesome for me. Like I'd, I'd rather take the shot on the guy like CJ Procise from a couple of years ago, probably not a great example, <laughs> but you know what I mean? Like we know he has the receiving chops because we, we think the running, you know, the running can come along, but no, it was always Brees Hall, but now, yeah, I'm with Felix. It pisses me off that everybody jumped on him after the combine. Like I wish he would have just came out and had a good combine. Instead, he had uh, where they're mentioning him like in the same breath of Jonathan Taylor and Saquon Barkley type combines. And it's like, God damn it. I liked him a lot better when it felt like I was overvaluing him, I guess. Yeah. I mean, uh, I don't know that that necessarily that athleticism shows up on tape, but he is the clear running back one now. And, you know, Isaiah Spiller, is he still dodging the 40 times in all the <laughs> after jumping like 29 inches or whatever? At, at the it's, it's a strain of doctor. His agent wouldn't lie to us. <laughs> so, sure. Uh, we know he's running a four, six something. So, you, you know, Felix, you said you had uh, big shoes to fill by uh, stepping in for uh, Jeremy tonight. But the one thing Jeremy has said over the last couple of weeks to us is that the wide receiver class is the only class that's worth looking at so when you said that as well how deep do you think that is though because like we had a conversation with shane the other day about how far down he's willing to go in the first round and everything so how deep if if that's the only position you think is really valuable how deep is that position i mean i think jalen tolbert is probably going to go at the end of the second round maybe third round and i think that he's a potential wide receiver three and can develop into a wide receiver two. I'll take this from a friend of mine, Shane Hallam, who does the Debbie marketplace with Kane Fassell. And Shane has said that um, he thinks that there are going to be undrafted free agents that are better than the day three wide receivers who were drafted last year. And so, I mean, that's the type of depth that we're talking about. I mean, you're talking about like Sky Moore. Sky Moore might be a top what to, after the combine might be a top 10 ish wide receiver, a Matt guy who has bigger hands than Traylon Burks and ran a fourth, whatever he did and was very productive. He's probably, and, and you see where Dwayne Eskridge was drafted last year. Scott Moore's probably going to go in the second round. Wandale Robinson, who was very, very small, but just really pops in my opinion on tape that he might be a day three guy. I mean, so this wide receiver class is just really, really deep. And, and if you are trading for, 2022 second round picks or third round picks, you better be trading them to get into the wide receiver class and not taking a shot on like, I don't know, like Pierre Strong or something like that. So, oh, you don't like Pierre Strong? <laughs> I just, I would Did rather take a, take a wide receiver. <laughs> I just rather take a wide receiver at that point. No, just because there's some there's some running backs in the second round that 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 interests me, and he he happens to be one of them. And again, it's because his pro day, or not his pro day, excuse me, his combine. It was like, oh, this guy's athletic too. So all those numbers he put up against inferior like competition. Well, now I care. Now those yeah. numbers matter to me. Yeah, I mean, but I mean, Christian Watson the same way. I mean, Christian Watson is what a 95th percentile athlete. You know, played at the FCS uh, level. I mean, he, he. I've seen people mock him in the first at the end of the first round. Um, so it is. It's a very very deep class. Very athletic. Cl- 
class and then all types of what you got slot wide receivers you got people who can play x who can play who can stretch the field who can run after the catch i mean it's it's just a very diverse group and right. uh so i have one one rookie draft down one rookie, one rookie draft down with the first round basically finished and the wide receivers that went off the board i, I took the first two um Traylon burks and garrett wilson um, <laughs> people can't then, see what you're doing but you're like cheering yourself <laughs> yeah like i yeah i love Traylon burks like i'm kind of happy that he didn't i, I don't yeah Felix, why were people saying that he was going to run a 4-4 at the combine did no one actually ever watch him play I mean, I, I think that he has break, breakaway speed at that side. The dude is 220 plus pounds. And there there are mile per hour times that have him at 21 plus. And 20, that 21 plus is like the threshold. Like, I think Jonathan Taylor's max last year, which was one of the fastest, was like 22.7. 21, when you're running over 21 miles per hour, you're really a fast guy. And when you're doing it at that size, you're kind of a freak athlete. So I know he ran like a 4.45, but he's still plenty. He's still plenty athletic. Okay, and I'm annoyed that we don't use mile, miles per hour on players um, <laughs> now anyway because, it, first of all, it's from a real game, which – and I've said this for my entirety of life and everything, and it's the same issue I have with mock drafts. It's the same thing I have with any type of practice. It's practice. It's not the same. Like, you don't have the same – you just don't. You don't have the same adrenaline running through you. It's different when, you know, you're running a 40 at the combine as opposed to having a 240-pound linebacker chasing you. Guess what? You're probably going to run a little faster when that 240-pound linebacker is really trying to catch you as opposed to some camera rain running next to you. But Miles – Yeah, okay. Yeah. Right. yeah. I, we have a guy, uh, <laughs> David, at Solving Football on Twitter who can actually track it and we so we have some of that data internally uh, at campus again, which you actually for the freshman class, you can find some of that data in our freshman and supplemental draft guide, which is available for twenty dollars at uh, campus um, But but yeah, I mean, that's the I want to see how close players get to that twenty one mile per hour like threshold. That means like they have real NFL speed. And if it's sub that based on weight, you know, I might give I might you know, make some exceptions, but how, how close can they get to that 20, 21 mile per hour mark? So wait, yeah, Shane, yeah. you want, you want that as a statistic. And then Felix just said they have that as a statistic. Mm -hmm. I'm just, I think we should normalize it right now. Now you will, you will hear, um, I don't, I don't want to say smarter scouts, <laughs> but I more, more, Progressive, there you go. More progressive scouts talking about miles per hour and, and things like that. Because and you want because game speed is more important. Like it's a real thing. Like you, like we, we've talked about this before. There's guys that if David Bell would have ran, ran a four five, it wouldn't have mattered. No one would have believed it. Like you know what I mean? Like you would have watched him on tape and gone, no, that that's never happened. I don't care that he ran that at, at the combine. Except the people that are casuals would have went. Well, he's pretty fast. He ran a four five, and you'd be like, "No, dude, he is not fast." Because we've seen players run really well at the combine before, because they train to run a forty. Like these agents aren't stupid; they they have actual workout camps where they go and do combine drills. So that's why real play is important to me. Miles per hour during the game and things like that. It, there's always another statistic or some other 
thing that people are calibrating with these players that we would love to see. And you never know, maybe in three years from now, we'll all be talking about miles per hour. Um, for Felix, you know, we we actually were going to talk about some NFL stuff, but maybe since we're already discussing this with the rookies, do you have some players in this rookie draft that's coming up that maybe some people are sleeping on that maybe you know more than like Shane says, the casuals that are listening to our show or that go into the rookie drafts just based on the list that they're getting from somebody's website or whatever. Yeah, I mean, so Carson Strong was a player that I gravitated towards in campus to Canton Leagues because of how late he was. I mean, a startup is like 45 rounds. And uh, you could get him literally in like the 40th round. I'm like, if you look how this guy performed as a redshirt freshman, I mean, he was very, very good. And um, there is a problem with his knee. I know that his knee is not healthy, but when you look at the throws that he can make, he's an NFL quarterback. And now, and he's very polarizing because he cannot run at all. But if he's going in the second round, you know, like where Derek Carr went for the Oakland Raiders, I just think that he's going to be a value, especially in super flex leagues, because he's probably, I mean, in a super flex league, what's a, a quarterback that, that goes in the second round, how highly are they going to be valued? Um, but I just think that if he finds himself in a good situation, that he could, he could, you know, really be a player that, that uh, has a return on your investment in dynasty league. So he's one. Um, I mentioned Jalen Tolbert. I like him. I like w- Wandale Robinson. I wish he was five. T- 11 and not five, eight, but he's a slot, but he's a slot receiver. Who's going to get open quick. So I don't know that I necessarily, I care more about his draft capital than his size. Hopefully he goes on day two in the third round or early fourth round. I'd be comfortable with that. Um, But it's funny because when I like first started on Twitter, I started with talking about really undrafted free agents that I like. And in this class, they're just – and I, I, I like to do my deep dives. There just aren't many of those guys that I've grabbed. And I've kept looking and like, who am I really going to tout? I mean, like the guys that I would have touted, like Christian Watson, well, he went to the combine, blew it up, and now, well, he's not a day two or day three guy. People are mocking him in the first round. So I'm going to say Carson Strong, um, if he falls out of the first round – and he, he's in the second round. Like, that is a guy who can start NFL games. And I think that uh, Matt Waldman and Mark Schofield would agree with me. They've recently done a um, uh, uh, an RSP cast on his tape. So uh, check that out. But uh, Carson Strong is one I like. We well, have, real quick, because uh, oh, I want to make ahead. fun of Carson Strong. So he can't <laughs> run at all, then. Like, ahead. at all. Like, he, he doesn't have Derek Carr mobility, right? No, he doesn't. That's all. I just wanted to make fun of his mobility. <laughs> you just wanted to shove that in there. You know, I just, uh, <laughs> you know how I feel about quarterbacks that can't move. Like I'm always going to be like, eh, whatever. Uh, I want the guy that can run. <laughs> you know, we, we mentioned earlier when we made that comment about landing spots matter, and and some people believe that, some people don't. You know, we have Katie Flower on the show a lot of times, and she always says that. Um, Talent will rise up regardless of what position or what team they are drafted on and everything. Do you believe that as well? Do you do you think that regardless of where they're drafted, if these guys are as talented as you think, do you think that that will translate into the NFL? Or do you think that uh, draft um, position, wherever team they go, matters more? 
Well, first of all, shout out to Katie Flower, Woo Pig. She's a big Arkansas fan. Um, but I, I think, yes, I think that talent essentially rises, but I think that there are situations, like if you are drafted by an Andy Reid team or a Sean Payton team, like, or, or if you are a running back and you go to a, um, a, a Kyle Shanahan team, I think that that actually matters. And one of the good examples that I could think of this is what would um, Sammy Watkins' career have been if he went to – Detroit was heavily like, like – I thought that they were going to draft him. And and at that time, Matthew Stafford was throwing the ball fifty times a game. Like, what would it? What his, what would his career have been like if he went to a team that played on turf and passed the ball and was kind of up tempo instead of going to Buffalo as as a rookie, which he had a good rookie season, um, but then didn't have a good. That was his best season. Yeah, I think that landing. I think that landing spot matters. I mean, if landing spot didn't matter, then um, Clyde Edwards Hilaire would not have been drafted ahead of Jonathan Taylor. For, for, for yeah, but he's the, he's he's the forever cautionary <laughs> tale of guys, guys. What did we do to ourselves here? Like he was everyone's fifth running back in the class. Like just everyone's, everybody's fifth running back. Back. I remember before the combine, I was talking about how I was going to get him in the second round, and I was yeah. so stoked, stoked, and um, or stoked, whatever, stoked. <laughs> And then um, he goes up to the combine, and then you know Casey drafts him, and then it just completely was like ah, I don't give a f- Jonathan Taylor did. Clyde Edwards-Helaire landed in Kansas City, so I think part of the the, the backlash against that is the whole I can't I can't do this to myself again. Yeah. No, no, I'm never going to bet that hard on landing spot again. It was so good. It was such a good spot. Have <laughs> you seen what running back ones have done? In Andy Reid's systems, he's the next Brian Westbrook, and I believe that. <laughs> wouldn't Wouldn't Bishop Sankey also be <laughs> one of the poster childs for that as well? You know, because yes, that yeah. that was one of those ones where he went one point oh one in a lot of drafts. But uh, Bishop but, Sankey, Keyshawn Vaughn, uh, oh, Samaj Pirine. Keyshawn Vaughn still has a chance. I mean, come on, no, he, played, no, 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 he no. played pretty good I, in the playoffs. <laughs> I thought Samaje P. Ryan was going to be good, to be honest with you. I, I really did. I, thought, yeah. I, I mean, he got the perfect spot, landing spot. Everybody was like, oh, yeah, it's happening. It's happening. And it, did. it didn't happen. Well, what's really awesome is at the beginning of the show, Shane made a comment about so much news and everybody's been talking about it. And some of this stuff actually happened in the last couple of hours. So maybe some people haven't heard any discussion on it. I'm sure they've seen it on Twitter, but maybe not okay, on podcast form. We just kick it to the patron show. Well, but, but no, look. We've been talking for 38 minutes. I can look you as much as I want. I mean, there are some things in this news today that was actually kind of important. And especially with, yeah, well, especially with Felix here, we can have a different spin on the news than what normal people have. You know, normal normal people. people. Yeah, I know. As opposed to those heavy people. Or I was thinking more along the lines of you not being normal, but I, I, I just mean that maybe we can Felix is cracking up, but maybe we could get Felix's spin when it comes towards these rookies based on what some of these NFL trades that happened. I mean, there was some big news that happened today, fine, especially fine. the Watson thing. So tell people about it. Fine. So the news brought to you by uh, <laughs> Campus to Canton. Use promo code HQ. Um, and if you want to know why, you should check them out. Just listen to what Felix said earlier. Uh, great site. Wait, that's not the promo code. It's not just HQ. It is. Oh, okay, never mind. Then I'm wrong. We do this every week. <laughs> okay. Every week, man. So, so go ahead. I'm a professional, goddammit. 
Um, now you throw me off, you bastard. Anywho, uh, I guess, I mean, we, we have to talk about it, right? And I guess we all have to virtue signal, right? And we have to put the disclaimer out there. At least if you don't agree, that's fine. I, Deshaun Watson, the whole situation's disgusting. It is. But I, look, people I, follow me on Twitter. They, they know how I feel about it. <laughs> so the football from the football world ramifications and the fantasy football ramifications of this, Deshaun Watson to the Cleveland Browns? But wait, 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 Shane, you and I talked about this before the show happened. How funny is it? This has got to be like the biggest news ever for the Browns. It's the one night Jeremy was like, oh, I'm sorry, I can't do the show tonight because I have a family emergency. I'll say this. This is probably and this isn't hyperbole. Uh, This or hyperbole, whichever the word is. This is the biggest thing that's happened to that franchise since they were recreated. And and Jeremy's not here to discuss it. So we have Felix instead. Unless you count Tim Couch at two overall. Yeah. Um, Yeah. That was pretty big at the time, I guess. But that did not end well. And I don't think anyone even thought it was going to end well when they drafted him at two. They were like, oh, no, this is bad. (laughs) So, yeah, Deshaun Watson. I guess we'll just roll in the other news. Hey, guys, Amari Cooper was traded to the Browns earlier in the week. <laughs> it's been a crazy week. But the, but the Watson thing to the Browns, I mean, you you actually wrote it on the show sheet, you know, how much they gave up to do it and everything. And then that kind of just kind of puts Baker Mayfield in the, you know, see you later, goodbye, or not. I mean, what the yeah, hell is going to happen gone. with Baker? Well, I know you say he's gone, but what what, what does that even mean? Is he going to be Gardner Minshew and he's going to be sitting on some team not playing? Or no, is he going to go? No, they're trading him anywhere. You can't have Baker Mayfield there when he asked to be traded after you told him you didn't want him there. No, I, I understand that. I'm saying, where is he going to go? Is he going to be a starter or is he going to yeah. be sitting behind somebody like no. Minshew did? No, no. Felix, good. you're shaking your head at Mike in disbelief. Like no, that. no. So He's you just shaking at you, it. not me. You have it, Felix. <laughs> no, I just, as, as far as where he lands, you know, the Colts don't have a 2022 first round pick. Obviously, they can trade whatever it is that they want. So I'm like, Mm, is it is it the Colts or is it Seattle? Now I don't know if Seattle has their first round pick. I would assume that they do. But is it a team like Seattle that that jumps in for for Baker Mayfield? I would love to see him with the Colts. I mean, given their offensive line and given the running game that they already have, I think that that would be a good landing spot for him. But I would, I mean, if Deshaun Watson just warranted three first round picks, is it is how much is ba- Baker Mayfield worth? Is he worth? One and a half. No, no. <laughs> Are you allowed to trade a half of a so, first round pick? Can you trade a half? I mean, he's he's slightly above Carson Wentz. So what did you get for Carson Wentz? You got two thirds, and you swapped the second. Yeah, but didn't Carson second? Wentz get traded like eight times? So he's got he's been traded Twice. for like twelve first round picks or whatever. Okay, okay well now I'm not saying you're going to trade the hall. Just the last trade. Uh-huh. The, the last trade was Carson Wentz. Uh, you swap seconds, move up by five. You got a third and then a third that could be a second if he plays 75% of his snaps. I think at best that's what you're looking at for Baker Mayfield, especially, look, you're in the position where everyone knows, like, what are you going to keep him there? You're really going to keep him there? Like, no. You're not going to keep him there. We already know that. Like, there's no way that Baker's going to be backing up Deshaun and, like, 
that's going to be we are family doing, doing progressive commercials as yeah. a backup yeah, uh, for Deshaun yeah. Watson. No, but um, Arnie isn't he going to do progressive commercials now where he moves and then Progressive can do their commercials about how hey we'll change your policy from your other policy. You know, probably so. I mean, <laughs> he's, well, at least he works for the right company. For it. They're loving it. They're yeah, like, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> renters insurance because when you got to rent for a little bit, you don't have a house yet, Baker. <laughs> Baker's like my life's in shambles. Like. I, this isn't the time to pitch a commercial to me. They're like, we recorded. They can pitch the, the RV insurance since he'll be on the move. Yeah. He not have a home anymore. Hey, maybe so he's getting like, more money from those commercials. Who knows? So you, you like Indy for Baker? I w- I, yeah, I mean, I would. I mean, I feel like that's the team that's, you know, kind, kind of equipped for, to make him fantasy relevant. I don't – I feel like DK Metcalf – is DK Metcalf going to be in Seattle, like, after the, the, the draft? Um, I feel like that team is rebuilding, and so – um, yeah, if I had to pick, I, I do like Seattle. I do like Seattle because they can rely on the running game, and hopefully that means that Baker Mayfield could be more efficient in the passing game if, if defense are keying on the run. So, yeah, I, I like that landing spot. Let me ask you something, Felix, because we've, we've discussed it on the show before, but Jameis Winston over there at the Saints. You know, a lot of people were talking about that Colts was one of the big landing spots for him to go. If you're saying that Baker goes over to Colts, do you believe that Jameis stays with the Saints? I mean, I think it makes sense to do that, but I've never been a huge Jameis Winston fan. I know he puts up a lot of numbers, but I think that I mean, I think that 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 makes sense, doesn't it? If he if he stayed in New Orleans, I mean, I can't off the top of my head, I can't think of a night of really good landing spot for him to be a starter um, outside of New Orleans or. Yeah, I can't. I can't see Carolina going after him, right? Um, Carolina definitely needs a starter because Sam Darnold is just a awful, awful. Yeah, it's awful, a weird. It's a terrible. weird situation over there, Carolina. So you're like with Carolina, they we'll get into the rookies. Carolina has to draft Matt Corral if he's on the board, right? Or I guess Sam Hale, because I, I don't think they need someone that's good enough, but someone that can also start this year. And I don't know that I think Malik Willis long term. And you might disagree with me. I think long-term Malik Willis is probably obviously the most gifted physically on the football field. And clearly everybody loved him during the interviews, but I think he needs a year to sit because of the level of competition he played where I think he could roll Corral and Hal out there this year and get by. And if you're in Carolina situation, Matt Rule situation, you need someone that could start this year to save your job. I th- do you, well, I'm not, I'm not trying to answer for you, but I think they go to one of those guys. Even if long term, the better play would be Willis. Felix, he does that a lot. When I ask a question to a guest, he does try to answer for them. So go ahead, Felix. What do you think? Well, if I had to choose between Malik Willis, Sam Howell, and, and um, Matt Corral to start, I think I'm probably going to go with Sam Howell because he started – as a true freshman from day one at the Power Five level, Malik Willis couldn't beat out Bo Nix and then started at the at the uh, G5 level. So Sam Howe, I mean, there are those old – I don't think people use them anymore, but Bill Parcells used to have those thresholds that a quarterback needed to hit in, in order to be considered. It was like completion percentage, the amount of games he started, and some other like the touchdown-to-interception ratio. I just really like – Sam Howell's game and the fact that his this last year he kind of added without uh, Michael Carter and Javante Williams in the backfield he added the rushing element yeah. to his game so I mean I've seen 
So yeah, if he if I, if I was Matt Rule and I was the Panthers, I'd probably consider him. But I've seen him drop to the second round to my Detroit Lions at the top of the second round. I would absolutely <laughs> love that. I don't think it's going to happen, but I, you know, I I don't love this quarterback class, but I do like that player. I like that he's played for three years and he started for three years and his game has evolved and he's in a he's a great downfield passer. He's an absolutely great downfield passer. Dame Brown, uh, Josh Downs. Who was the other running back at North – or excuse me, the other uh, wide receiver at North Carolina? I can't remember off the top of my head. Anyway, um, but I, I I like me some Sam Howe. And, I, I mean, I, I do like Matt Corral too, but if I had to choose between those three, I'm probably going with Howe. Like who as, – as to who I would have faith in because he has played so much football um, at the highest level in college. It's funny then because – if you wrap it around back to what we discussed before about landing spot matters, but also these quarterbacks are not NFL ready or whatever, how many of these teams then do you think if they drafted a quarterback that that would be fantasy relevant then? Like say we don't know what's going to happen with say Jameis and with some of these other teams, but how many teams right now that need a quarterback today, if they drafted one of the rookies this year, would you think they'd be worthy enough to draft? It's it's really hard to answer. I think that anywhere that Malik, if Malik Willis is drafted in the top 15, given his rushing ability, you know, he is, um, worthy of a relatively high draft pick in Superflex. After that, uh, I mean, who are the who are the QB needy? Well, well you just said Carolina, you said that Seattle, you know, if if Jameis stays at New Orleans. So so you've got Carolina and Seattle. If those two teams draft a rookie, would you say I that mean, those two quarterbacks are are worthy to to draft? And don't don't leave Pittsburgh out of this just because they signed Mitchell Trubisky. Well, okay, there you go. Yeah, Pittsburgh. They got Mitchell Trubisky and Mason Rudolph. You know, so if they draft a rookie, that that's that essentially that was my question: is how many teams that are quarterback needy, if they draft some of these quarterbacks, whether you believe that they're ready or not, would you still draft them, say, in the first round? Then because we're all playing superflex, definitely Carolina. I still believe in Matt Rule, and um, I think that they have some pieces. I mean, Terrence Marshall is ter- Terrace Marshall is still there. You know, if he if he's gonna break out, and I love DJ Moore, I always have, and I quite frankly I like Tommy Tremble. I was very high on Tommy Tremble last year. I think he's an excellent blocker and an underrated athlete, and I think that he could develop into a solid tight end. So I think that they have the the weapons there in Carolina. Man, the cupboard in Atlanta, it feels like it's really bare, except for Kyle Pitts. Yeah. I mean, they just let go of Russell Gaze. They don't have um, Calvin Ridley. Julio Jones isn't there. Like, I don't know. They don't have a running back. I mean, that team is has to be in the running to get a first round, or excuse me, the number one overall pick next year. They, so I don't they, like. They, they should have went quarterback last year. So should have yeah. Carolina. And I guess I, I would have said Denver, but it worked out because they got their guy this year. They got Russ Wilson, right? So you can't be too mad. Yeah, that's the one thing about Deshaun going to when he was picking between Atlanta and New Orleans and 
when it was Dozier to two final teams, it was like, why Atlanta, dude? Like of, of all places, like it's God love Kyle Pitts, yeah, but they don't have any running backs. Like they don't have any wide receivers literally on the roster. I think Frank Darby is the only Alamade Zacchaeus. Is he still there? No, I think I think I think I I joked a couple weeks ago that I think Frank Darby because of vacated targets was the only wide receiver on the roster. So he was due for like 272 targets next year or something. Justin Fields, who was an Atlanta native, was in their lap and they passed on him. They went with Kyle Pitts. So, I mean, now they have to deal with it. Yeah. So, yeah. And that's, I mean, if Deshaun would have went there, it would have been, or at least Cleveland, you know, like they have a great running game with Nick Chubb and uh, Kareem Hunt and even Darnish Johnson, apparently. And, you know, as much as we like to trash Amari Cooper, he's, still one of the i'll say top 25 wide receivers in the nfl and david njoku is finally going to have his breakout year i think (laughs) now that they've cut trash can hooper um i never understood that signing in the first place um but they just paid njoku 10 million dollars on a franchise tag so i i definitely think he's he was going to see some work with baker i definitely think he's going to feast now oh well let's just talk about that we didn't even finish the browns talk (laughs) <laughs> See, and Harrison, Harrison Bryant's there too in Cleveland. I love, I love me some Harrison Bryant. I like him long term, definitely. And Felix, this is what we talked about with you at the beginning. Uh, actually, before the listeners get to to hear what happens, we have the show sheet, but it's always fluid. It never really goes with what we thought we were going to do. We do have some trades. We do have a couple other things to discuss, which I think we'll move those to the Patreon show. But Shane, if there is one other news thing you want to bring up with Felix right now, let's talk about that right now. And yeah, then we'll- I go to the. Screw okay. Go to the patron. If you want to hear the new stuff, come to the patron. <laughs> um, if you want to support our show, do that. Um, yes. Come become a patron. Uh, uncensored version of this show, bonus <laughs> podcast of this show, group me chat, which is a blast, written uh, content. Um, and now I've started doing this thing where I'm a lonely man. So just around 830 on a random night, I'll just do a group me chat, uh, phone call, a Skype call. With, a bu- with any patrons that are around, and we'll just talk. We did it uh, last night, and I was complaining that this free agency season has been too quiet <laughs> after the Devontae Adams trade. Oh, boy. Wow. Let, let me just say this, too. Anybody that hears tonight's Patreon show, there was a little discussion we had before this show, which I'm going to add to the Patreon show tonight, but there's this very... <laughs> Shane has actually done two live things on GroupMe, and both times he has no idea where the live thing went. He, oh, no, no, no. I've recorded, yeah, I've recorded both. <laughs> but you have no I've got to post them to Patreon. I don't know where they went, though. I don't know. Like, they recorded. I get recorded. We stopped the show when we were done. And, um, okay. <laughs> the re- recordings went into the ether, from what I understand. So if anyone knows anything about where the Skype recordings go from the GroupMe chats, please let me know. Yeah, and if you join our Patreon, you'll be able to hear that in tonight's Patreon show. But Felix, we really appreciate that you came. We really love that you are here. We love partnering with you with CampusToCanton.com. And um, before we wrap this all up, if there's anything else you'd like to say to our iTunes audience about Campus to Canton, please feel free to say it now. I think I've said everything that I, you know, that I could say about the format. We are the website to help you navigate that format, but the format itself, if you're like, oh man, at the end of it, when February hits and the Super Bowl's over, if you're like, I wish there was more football, well, you can't get, 
more than a campus to Canton league where you're drafting 45 college players and you're starting, you know, 12 of them and you have to have an eye towards which ones could be potential NFL players. I mean, it just doesn't like it, it. It is the prove it space. You cannot fake it. And if you are looking for more, if you want something, um, you got to need something else to scratch that itch, then try a C2C league. Hit me up at Sharp Review on Twitter, and I'll help you, man. We'll, we'll get it done. Awesome. If we do end up doing what Shane would like to do, which I believe we are going to do, I'm going to hit you up at Sharp Review uh, because I'm going to need your help because I don't watch college football. <laughs> I got you. I got you. I got you. But, Mike, Mike you, know, you can just read about college football. Too. You don't have to watch every game. You know what I mean? Like, you I, just, listen, I know I can read, but I have seven jobs and I have all this right. other stuff. I don't have time to read. Just admit you're illiterate. Admit no, it. I, I know how admit to it. read. Yeah, I made it through 53 years of life not being able to read. Um, but I will say that I'd much rather talk like we've always talked about. I'd rather talk than read. And Felix, uh, you know, you'll you'll help me out a little bit. So um, check us out on iTunes at Dynasty Trades HQ. Check us out on Twitter at Dynasty Trades HQ. Um, check us out on YouTube at Dynasty Trades HQ. And uh, we really appreciate you guys all being here. Come over to our Patreon HQ crew. And uh, normally I say say goodbye, everybody, and Jeremy slips in there, but Felix, say goodbye. Peace. (laughs) And say goodbye, Shane. Goodbye, Shane. (laughs) 